Hey everybody, I'm V. I'm Shari. And this is Love Hate Debate Maths Edition. Episode 38. Let's all poke our eyeballs out on three, two, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> now, you all should know that V has escaped a freaking bullet. A bullet. Oh, I didn't mean to. It was work, and I, I, why am I, why am I smiling while I'm saying that? You are smiling while I can hear the <laughs> smile in your voice. You have come in at the absolute glamour end of proceedings, <laughs> and uh, and I've had to suffer through an an hour. Was it an hour? I don't know. It seemed like four. I think it's there an hour and a half. Are they, oh the my god! Whatever it was, it was an hour too long. It was ridiculous. Yeah, and for those playing along, I'd actually been texting Shari during the day, going. Oh, look, I think it'll be half Mike and Heidi and half dinner party. I thought that. I mean, you texted me that and that's what I thought it was going to be. I so thought I'm it like, was going to be. And as it's gone oh. on and on, I'm like, oh. you, I mean, the swearing, the swearing. I'm just from like. You. Uh, from me. To the television. <laughs> are you freaking killing me? <laughs> just oh, ridiculous. I'm so sorry because I feel like I should have had that pain with you. That's unfair. I know. I know. I'm kind of like, I feel like I've taken one for the team. Bullet, definitely. <laughs> That's terrible. I don't even want to talk about it. But, but anyway, we will. But before that, yes. um, I've, I've bought a trashy mag today. Um, I won't give it. Oh, well, do I have to say who it is? Should we say to. who it is? Oh, it's yeah. Woman's Day. Anyway, one of the trashy <laughs> mags, mags at the supermarket um, yep. for those playing away. Um, but in it, it's got 101 Married at First Sight bombshells and we know a few of them and we've spoken about or we've guessed a few others, right. but I've just circled a few because I'm certainly not going to read out 101 of them, but I've circled a few that we kind of maybe didn't know or, and I mean, I don't know if they're true or not, who knows? They make everything up in these things, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Hang on. Let me see if it's got a byline. Yeah, no byline. So if you don't put your name to it, then who knows? But anyway, there's a few, so I'll just, mm. I'll just do a couple. We can maybe scatter it through a few, uh, a few through. Um, and whenever we get bored, we can go back to another Okay, um... let's do that, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, well, it said, um, contrary to belief, which I don't even know who believed this, <laughs> not all participants meet the experts for psychological testing before their wedding. Since filming, several have claimed they only met the experts at the first commitment ceremony. So, um, do so you... much for the screening. You know. I was going to say, are you surprised that Trish hadn't have, you know, had everybody in not the... At all. Yeah, okay. I don't, well, I almost wonder if she would have had a virgin on board because that would have been so shocking to her. I think she would have gone, oh, no, that won't do. But uh, who knows? Anyway, where's another one? Um, oh, all participants have their personal items taken off them during filming, including phones. However, yeah. there, were, there were exceptions for cheaters who needed to text each other. Oh, that is just bullshit. Totally, because they didn't know who the cheaters were unless they gave them to the ones they said, oh, we need to, you know, hook up. I mean, who knows? But that just seems like, you know. This is like living in Nazi Germany. It's hostage situation. It it definitely is. Mm. I was laughing, especially when... People were saying, oh, like, and I'm stuck in this, you know, apartment. And then they, you know, pan to a beautiful shot of the harbour. And I'm thinking, walk out the front door, go for a walk. But maybe they are kept hostage in there, no television, no phone, I don't know. no walkies. I mean, you kind of can't, uh, I don't know. They said they weren't allowed to go out at night because I think they had been going out and getting pissed or whatever. So, but oh. I mean, I don't know. Um, oh, here, number 17. Throughout filming, their participants are not allowed to talk with each other without cameras on them. 
<laughs> How can they stop you from talking? This but, is quite a regime. This well, there's also it? phones, like the actual, you know, what are those normal phones called? Like normal phones in the in the rooms, aren't they? <laughs> Landlines. They, yeah. Landline. Can't they ring each other's room? I don't know. But the other thing, um, oh, what was I just going to say? Um, uh, oh, you're not allowed to talk to each other. Well, I mean, that just that, they're obviously in the cars and everything, which is the bits that I want to see after the commitment ceremonies and the dinner parties. How mm. come we didn't see them? Like no cameras and so no talking while you're in a car together. It's just that's the only part I want to see. I want car yeah. cam. Oh, look, I wouldn't even mind if they big brothered the whole thing and like just literally had cameras 24-7 in totally. every aspect of their life. I don't know why life. they haven't. I'm starting to think that it's a pretty budget um, operation. Budget conchy. Well, compared yeah. to say something like The Block where they have – one thing I notice is, you know, on the block they have real music, like they have songs, which costs, I mean, you and I know, it costs yeah, a yeah. lot of money to use yep. one song. So the block uses real songs all the way through their, each episode. So mm. MAFS only uses instrumental music, which I'm thinking they've almost got off a, a you know, music site, like free, yep. what do you call it, um, non-copyright or whatever it is. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, a um, creative commons, yeah. Yeah, and then the other one, oh, here we go. Number 23, on home visits, countless Airbnbs are used when real homes Boom. are not available. <laughs> Did we, we peg it? Cam. Yeah. Cam, totes. 100% Cam's 100%. house. Yeah. We know Mick's yeah. house is his real house and we know Jules' house is her real house, but I don't think um, um, any of the others hardly work. Well, I think Magic Mike was another one with that stupid surf, fake surfboard oh, yeah. in the corner. But it was a bit of a dodgy old brick outside, though. It wasn't kind of flashy. Oh, that was modern. Heidi's. Oh, the, the well, brick outside was Heidi's. Well, wasn't tonight it? she went to her mm-hmm. apartment and it was a different one. Oh, bullshit. So really? maybe that Airbnb wasn't there, or maybe they said, oh, that didn't come up it very well. Didn't come up very well. I think the one, <laughs> I think her apartment oh, where she had the kids over and, and they painted yeah. like snails, I think that looked like her real one. Tonight yeah. she kind of walked into, you only really saw the, the car parky bit, but it looked very modern oh. and white. And, or maybe they only said, we'll just film an exterior shot here. Oh, <gasps> just a random, let's just pull up here. This is random. This looks yeah. good. Yeah. So. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. And one other one I'll do before we, um, uh, yeah. Or two others. Um, contestants are told exactly how to look in order to suit their character profile. For instance, Jess was told to wear only tight, revealing clothing, while Mel, remember Mel, the bit crazy. Oh yes, yeah. She was told to wear minimum makeup, and because remember when she was glammed up, she looked pretty like glam. Yeah. So yeah, they mustn't have wanted her to look like that. Um, but there's two more I want to say. Um, um, Dino was called in at the last minute after Mel's original husband pulled out. Okay, which is why they would have said to all the boys, do you know somebody? Yes. And you well, can they, see that happening. They actually said, um, number 15, most participants this year did not audition. In fact, all contestants yep. except for Matthew, was, who was the virgin, I think, wasn't he? Yes. Were scouted from events by agents and on Instagram. Because we knew that about Susie because we had our um, researcher, why? Uh, oh, yes. That's yes. right, yes. Who had dropped that into us yes. and said that Susie was actually picked up um, via Insta. Yeah. So, See, our researchers are all over it. We have top shelf researchers on this good? show, Shari. Yep. And the last one I thought was hilarious, even though I keep forgetting who Sam is because it's been so long, but he's unrecognisable mm. at the moment if you've seen. But um, Hilarious as shit. I know. Sam's a diary cam was never shown because it was lost by producers. 
Oh, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> so I just thought, oh, a bit of spellability there. Where's freaking Sam's diary game? I don't know. I can't fucking find it. So anyway, I thought that was. Just sounds uh, like a shit show, doesn't it? Totally. And, oh, and here's one other one that adds to the shit show um, mm-hmm. uh, sort of. Our, our thoughts on it. The intruders were a last-minute idea with no Billy, shit. Yeah, Billy, yeah. <laughs> Tamara, Susie, and Dan given three days to prepare. Yep, it did look very hacked together, didn't it? That whole idea. Yeah. So uh, there was that. But also, uh, just a couple of other snippets. Um, um, I heard when I got in the car today. Um, mm-hmm. um, Mark was being interviewed. Um, yep. And he said that he and Ning um, are very fond of each other. They've stayed in touch. They text each other and they were mm-hmm. texting each other during last night's episode, which is super sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was really, really nice. Oh, that's – do you, do you think that there's a potential there? No. Ever? No. No. Okay. I just think that Geog- they've stayed geography? mates. Well, he just said, look, we're, we've stayed mates, you know, and that was okay. that's kind of – I think they're friend zone for sure. Unless yeah. they get really drunk somewhere sometime and, and just get, get, o- get, get over that um, <laughs> awkwardness of not having done it now for too long. Yeah. Yeah. But the other thing I heard today or read, I think, that was interesting um, uh, on, I think, Kyle and Jackie O's radio show this morning – Mm. Um, Martha was being interviewed and then she said someone was with her and guess who was in the room with her who they then chatted to? Funnily enough, I heard this. This was Inez. Inez with Martha. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. Ugh. We don't like that, do we? Not at all. And it also says, oh, here's one more mm. snippet from the five billion, um, what are they called, um, Secrets Exposed. Mm. Um, the Brat Pack is no more, according to a close mutual friend, which, I mean, I take with a grain of salt. But yeah. Martha and Inez have distanced themselves from Jess since filming because they feel she had ulterior motives for being on the show. So, I mean, oh, that like kind those of, two didn't. Well, that validates that Martha and Inez being um, kind of hanging out together. Yeah, but maybe do you think that it's because Jess has actually got prime billing with all of her who are and there's a bit of jelly going on? Well, then we also had Ines coming out, I think, yesterday saying that she had been approached to be on The Bachelorette or The Bachelor. Um, And I just thought, are you serious? They cannot have someone who is unstable. Well, unstable as well. You know, Mm. anyway, so that's just some goss to kick us off because I'm really avoiding going into this tonight's episode. I feel that, Shari. Yeah. I feel there's a bit of reticence. There is a bit of reticence. I don't even want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we jumped in with just a bit of a rehash of their relationship and, uh, yeah. and Mark seeing, um, Mark, Mike seeing how many times he could say far out. So, um, Okay, word of the day. Oh, I really care about her, but far out, you know, is that enough? And, and uh, far out this and far out that and, um, and Heidi's kind of the – um, so Mike's sounding like he's kind of, you know, a, a bit over it but still, you know, has a, a lot of you know, nice feelings toward Heidi but you feel like yeah. he's over it. Whereas Heidi's kind of, I mean, they're the opposite of what I thought they might both have been. Um, so Heidi's like acting like she's all keen on him now, which is like seriously. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. Right, that's a surprise. And the main thing is that the <clears> thing <throat> that's been going off on social media is not their relationship because everyone is just so over it but it's Heidi's hair. Um, which is in two camps. <laughs> there's two. There's two clubs with Heidi's yeah. hair. One camp, which is it's amazing, it's the most beautiful hair, it's blah blah blah. Yeah. The, the other camp is what is with the comb over low side part and the black roots. 
Yeah, the low side part is an interesting choice. It is. So yeah. these girls are there saying, that's how she likes it, so get punk kind of thing. Leave like, Heidi alone. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my God, this is probably better than talking about Heidi and Mike. But at the yes, same time, it's, it's still, a lovely distraction. But every time she is on the screen, I just look at those black roots and think, you know, oh, they're long. They are long. They are, they are more than stretch roots, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is a nice way of putting it. They're, they're um, yeah, they're like the uh, super stretch. The stretch plus. <laughs> yes, yes, extra stretch. Can you ask for that? Extra stretch. But anyway, so uh, where were we? Yeah. Um, Mike gave Jess a bit of a, a rundown about the date, oh, um, but not the details. What was that? Oh, I don't even know. I can't even understand my, my notes because it was just a blur of their old shit and them sort of, you know, speaking to camera and it was just like, oh, really? <sighs> I, I still have a, have a burning question, which is who the fuck thought this was a good idea to give them an episode all to themselves? I feel I mean, like someone pulled out. I feel like Somebody was... should take responsibility for this, yes. shit, honestly. Who is that producer? Well, actually, director, producer, who would it be? Camera, no, um, studio boss. Definitely. Yeah. But anyway, whatever. It's like they, as everyone's saying, they could have fitted Heidi and Mike in on either of the two previous episodes and we would have just had to have had less slow motion walking through forest <laughs> and we would not be any um, poorer for it, you know. It's yeah. like, ugh. So they have just literally stretched this out to be um, the most excruciating long, long thing anyway they watched their wedding cd and they're all loved up about it oh did they oh okay. yeah yeah and um you know oh they freaking love it and mike said i fell for you that day and heidi's kind of like well what have we been doing and and kind of you know mike's done the old we're enamored with each other we're so fond of each other i'm like who uses the word fond i mean come yeah. on again all the words all yeah. the words that's not the one of the words we don't use that word fond <laughs> I mean, frick, I'm fond of you. Um, anyway, so then Heidi actually said to Mike, oh, you're a little bit teary. And I'm like, hang on a minute. We're on to this. He was rubbing the eyes and, you know, getting the tears going or yeah. rubbing the chilli powder in that, you know. <laughs> but there was no tears trickling. So that's as far as I'm concerned, that's a tear fail. Yeah. Yeah, cry fail. Competitive crying. I think Cam is still possibly up there. Yes. Yeah. And then Jules. But Mike, Mike is trying. He is he? trying. He's competing. Mm. Like, that's the thing. He is wanting that crown, uh, the crying yep. crown. <laughs> um, they must have been delighted to be the focus. Well, this Surely- is, but that was my point the other night, that they started mm. this kind of, I think that last date was specifically to yeah. get hoiked up the, the uh, list of all the other loved-ups, oh, well, yes. as much as they could, and just be the most dramatic. And then they've ended up being so kind of smushy, throughout the whole thing. I mean, Mike's kind of, you know, sort of being reticent about it. But Heidi, who has up until this point kind of, you know, been just mm. over everything, like literally yeah. everything, is all suddenly like, oh, now I'm remembering how good he is and how nice he is and blah, 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 blah. And it's like. This yeah. is actually a representation of a really toxic relationship. Yeah. And to have that as the highlight and put up as some kind of, you know, and I know the, ju- the judges. The, the, the judges. <laughs> we do love calling them that, don't we? I do. Yeah. Um, 
they will really have this as a bit of a badge of honour. And I know, I mean, it's all failed now, but um, they will have that as a badge of honour that they've not matched this couple up. But it is literally the worst demonstration oh, of a toxic relationship. And totally. it should, they just should have put a big black X over the TV and said, don't watch this because yes. you cannot follow and they do not do this at home. No, that's right. So when they both got back to their uh, respective homes, um, mm. Heidi kind of, um, oh, Mike said that he's got a selective memory and he only really remembers the good things and then does this full-on gushometer of just how amazing Heidi is, you know, and that he'd never felt this chemistry with another woman and, um, you know, her charms are irresistible. She's my kryptonite and I'm like, I am going to chuck here. This is yeah, like vomitron. literally Vomitron. Um, and then Heidi, um, she's kind of having maybe when she sort of gets home, she's having a little moment um, of, you know, well, she said that she hadn't settled down because she sort of never felt like she had a place, which is when I was thinking, well, wouldn't you then be diving in to go and live with Mike? But anyway, um, mm. she, she was just saying she doesn't understand her reluctance, but, you know, it's the communication that's their biggest problem. Um, but anyway, then they showed back at the dinner party when um, Mike was talking to Jess and Heidi cracked it and then told Mike she didn't trust him. And he was kind of gutted by that because, I mean, saying you don't trust someone is literally, uh, well, they actually said this later, but it, I sort of thought at the time, that is the end of a relationship. If you don't trust, oh, if you do not dead. trust your partner, you it's not a relationship You've anymore. It's a, well, you no. become a, a, um, a private detective or you become an investigator or whatever it is. You don't trust them, so you look at everything they do and feel like they're lying or cheating or whatever. Well, so trust, trust is foundational. You don't. You're not supposed to have to think about it. That's the main no. thing. You're not supposed to have to think. Oh, are you telling me the truth or are you? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like so. They're 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 you know totally past that point. But mm. um, um, I think it was. Oh, then Heidi um, sort of said she you know doesn't know if she can live with him or without him. Blah blah blah. But but then mentions about having a child that she said she'd promised herself she'd only ever bring a child into a place she feels safe or safe or stable. And I thought, man, you've got some work to do before you do that. Seriously. Yeah. You know, yeah. stable. Yeah. I mean, not safe, but stable. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, anyway, she wants someone that makes her heart sing every day, like, you know, in the happy times, like every Impossible. day. It's Impossible. Impossible. Totally. And I mean, you know, ugh. It's, it's, just, it's, it's <laughs> you sound completely disgusted. I was. It was just so. Anyway, but then Mike met up with his family and his sister, and I love his family. Who They're, we love, yeah, we yes. love, and um, and they are they were. He sort of worded it up beforehand. He said, "Look, they they want a daughter-in-law and a sister-in-law, and they love her, and they want her to be it." And I feel. You know, it actually was the only time I think that it seemed quite, um, he seemed quite fed income where he said, I kind of feel like, um, oh, you know, um, it's time to sort of take stock, but it would be difficult if it ended because they want her, you know, like it's almost like the pressure from the fam, which I thought there would be a bit of that because they did love her. But yeah. they they only saw one side, you know, I guess. So anyway, he sort of sat down with them and he said um, that they weren't allowed to talk to Lavaus, which, I mean, if they want this relationship to work in any of them, you know, not allowing people to talk to each other, that's really um, probably not helping, is it? it? It does seem like a crazy tenant of this whole experiment um, because it would be natural to be 
tossing it backwards and forwards if that's where you're at with it. I mean, is it supposed to do, uh, in a way, maybe it does give you clarity to be able to just sit back and not have the interference of them, you know, sort of to sway you just to look at it dispassionately, you know, mm. as pros and cons, which is exactly mm. what um, the uh, the family said. And they were so <coughs> lovely. Like the mum said, work out the pros and cons. And he sort of said, look, there's, there's long lists on both. And then he did the big gush of all her good points, you know, and I thought, oh, you know, whatever. But then he said mm-hmm. with the cons, she's been hesitant from the get-go and she says she doesn't trust me. And um, the sister then chimed in and sort of said, well, look, chemistry, you had that from the start, but trust takes time. So, you know, just um, I think you make a great couple. So they were really all support, like they seem like a, a fantastic family. They were supportive, they were encouraging, and I think he was at that point, well, you know, feeling like I don't want to go through with it, but my family does. <laughs> so that, that was a bit sort of um, orkies, I suppose. Oh, I think that's some people's lived experience of relationships is that they sort oh, of feel the wedged. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, then the but dad, think- well, sorry, the dad chimed in and sort of said, look, um, don't choose just for the sake of it. But if you, you know, if you genuinely like her, it's for life. So what does it matter if it takes time? You know, which was he's so wise. Yeah. He's well, lovely. by the time you get to that age, you should be wise. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, if you're still an idiot, like you know, yes, you'd be. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I thought that was an interesting statement that his sister said that um, trust takes time. I thought that was odd too. It yeah. should be. I mean, you have hundred percent trust at the start, and then it gets whittled away if they do things or someone does things to wreck it. But you do have, like, you trust someone implicitly at the beginning, don't you? It starts. The so cup starts see, full. Yeah. See, and that's so interesting because my father always used to say to me, "Don't trust any bastard oh, until they prove themselves to you." Right. And I'm like Pollyanna. You know, I'm completely the opposite of that. It's like you've got my trust until you prove otherwise. Yeah, you know. I agree. Mm. Uh, so it's it, the only it's way so to be, isn't it? It's the only way to be to give trust, and then if it's misplaced, well, we're going to learn your lesson and get out. But if it's mm. you know, if you've given trust to someone and they've given theirs, then I guess that's the ultimate relationship. Which again is why I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Shari oh, and I'm single. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, um, um, Mike said that uh, uh, he uh, has to be honest with himself and that he's constantly in recovery mode and damage or damage control. And I thought, well, that kind of did look like it was the case because it was always, you know, having the big blob and then trying to kind of get things back onto a, an even keel after that, which is, well, that's what I kept saying earlier on in the piece in our podcast, how exhausting that is. Absolutely exhausting, you know. There's a reason that he's always in damage control and he actually needs to look inside himself for the answer to that. Yes, but I think, you know, we've sort of discussed it ad nauseum. <laughs> ad nauseum. Yeah, you know, he's he's um, relatively inconsiderate or, inconsiderate or thoughtless. He actually, um, he actually expressed it quite well later on. But, yeah. um, but Heidi, you know, finding fault in very small things is just... Um, also annoying so they've both got shit um yeah they're both feeling like they're in a shit sandwich um but it's got a nice Mm. topping or something but anyway he said as much as she pulls she pushes away and you can't live your life that way and I can't cop that shit all the time like that so he is sounding pretty over it whereas um Heidi at this point is still sort of sounding like I can't I'm missing him and I kind of don't want to be without him 
Yeah. Um, so can't then leave there was can't shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> so then we um, came to Mike's showreel um, section where he <laughs> um, he's sort of talking to camera uh, and you know, there's the sombre music and he's done a bit of the fake tears and, and then going on about how he doesn't, he hates goodbyes so he doesn't want to do it and this is why I'm single at 44 and it didn't make sense oh, to me. Yeah, right, 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 well, yeah. I thought if you didn't like goodbyes then you'd actually be with someone still, wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, it didn't yeah. make sense. That was the, But there was the crying, the you know, rubbing the eyes and the, um, you know, rubbing the head and looking all tormented and I thought, yes, we're all tormented with you, Mike. We are all tormented. So <laughs> we're tormented Ugh. about having to watch this shit. Yeah, Is that's that what what, yes, yeah. yes, not about his relationship, about having to watch this. <laughs> yeah. So then Heidi um, caught up with her two girlfriends. One of them was mm. one of the ones that came to the dinner with the family because she had no family. Um, yep. So she'd sort of uh, anyway. So Heidi told them that she was still a bit unsure of what she was going to do, um, mm. and the mate said, "Yeah, it was an awkward lunch." Um, yeah, and she didn't sort of. Um, you know, think it was maybe um, going to be, you know, 100% good. But um, okay. so then we had a bit of a flashback to uh, Mike's dad making them hold hands and be nice to each other and everything, which was yeah. so Bless. sweet. Yeah. yeah. And then she gave Mike the big rap and I thought this checklist of things she said about him, so he, about her, he said she's vibrant and she's, you know, loves people and she's always when she walks in a room, blah, 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 lights it up. Yep. She said about him he's full of life enthusiastic about everything, active, loves the environment, loves animals, picks up rubbish when they're out walking and pats every dog. And I thought, oh, I don't mind that. They're usually good indicators. I of think a... they're really good. I know he's a bit of a dick, but, I mean, oh, the, the, beyond the a dick. picking up litter and patting every dog, I mean, you can't not like that, you know. No, they're, they're all good things. They I are just, good things. Yeah, we yeah. need to balance that just, out with what's on the negative column. But That's right. Did she go into that? Or no, no, no. So okay. then the mate said, um, well, there, there were a few red flags and then, um, mm. and then she sort of, oh, I can't remember how they said it, but it was kind of mm. like... Um, Heidi sort of said, I don't know if um, my needs fit into his what he's giving, but um, there's things I've got to change. And then the mate sort of said, well, um, what's he going to change? And, of course, Heidi, yeah. then just, Heidi then acted as though it's the first time she's heard about it. And, I mean, they've discussed it ad nauseum, but, yeah. you know, he's being inconsiderate or whatever. Yeah. So then she's like, um, oh, you know, oh. Um, the mate sort of said it's a worry that you only you have to change, and I thought, well, hang on, that I don't think that's how it went down. But um, and I thought also the mates I don't think have seen Heidi's um, cracking the shits scenarios. You know, they've only seen the Heidi that the the one that Mike likes. You know, the bit the bit that he likes, because that's pretty much with friends. They don't necessarily get to see you when you, you know, yeah, at, at your um, you know, at your worst, at your worst, yeah. So anyway, having said that, if somebody was gaslighting me like he has been to her, I would probably freak out as well. So, mm. I, I, you know, I think we see that from two different points of view. Yeah, I think it's mutual. I think she kind of gaslights him, to be honest. Sort of, you know. Anyway, in what? Well, I think because she sort of sets off these reactions and then says that he's inconsiderate, and it's just like, oh, you know, whatever. 
Yeah, so at this point, I'm just thinking, how can this be a whole fucking episode? Because it is so unbe- <laughs> unbelievably mm. drawn out, it's not even funny. Um, and Heidi was sort of um, putting herself out there, which is the exact opposite of how she's thinking from the, the date they had on the boat. So she's sort of saying, I think we can make it work and I could create a family with Mike and for him to walk away and say, no, would destroy me. And I just thought, oh, my God, we are just... This is this is the most toxic relationship, and I don't mean Heidi and Mike. I mean us watching this show is a toxic relationship, B, and we are trapped <laughs> in it. We can't get out. Oh, and I feel like it's Stockholm Syndrome where we've started to love the thing that we should be hating. It is. I mean, we are literally doing exactly what we're booing at these people for doing. We are in a really bad relationship that we know we yep. should leave, but we can't because we just keep turning back we up keep the pain. fronting up. That's right. We're torturing ourselves and listeners as well, of course. So it's at this point, I'm wondering if they were just testing how much they could like our resilience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because they know that we're going to tune into the dinner party and they know we're going to tune into the final um, reunion thing so they've just chucked in this absolute bullshit episode in the middle that yeah. just just to toy with us and i reckon they're all sitting in some i don't know pub or something drinking going have a look at all the people watching look like suckers. look at those suckers yeah so yeah we're suckers tonight but i did i did tune out of a couple of bits because it was just doing my head in but um at this point we then went to um the wherever they were, some farmland freaking somewhere. Um, mm. And, of course, we did the old slow motion yet again of Mike. I mean, I reckon he walked about 5Ks. He was just walking <laughs> and walking and all these, you know, majestic musics and and there's him sort of talking, you know, off, what do you call it, talking to camera but while he's walking yeah. like he's not, you know voiceover um but you know i know i'm making making the right decision i feel like i'm doing the right thing and i've just written blah 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 but the chandeliers they had a couple of chandeliers hanging in the tree and they were absolutely gorgeous so 10 points to this outdoor stylist whoever that is yeah i think there's wedding inspo going yeah right and center yes well their outdoor stylist is um i'm loving those those um you know the round things they stand in front of with the flowers and everything nice yes the arbors or whatever nice anyway um so he's done the big slow-mo walk um and then i think well heidi must have oh yeah my girlfriend who doesn't watch the show but lives in victoria actually rang at that point and i said oh i've got to go i um uh, it's a, we're doing a thing, but she's the one that listens to the podcasts, uh, even though she doesn't watch the show. So, hey, Amanda in Victoria, <laughs> and also I think they're still on daylight savings, so she was an hour ahead of us. But um, anyway, hey, Amanda, I know you're not watching this show, but hopefully you're listening in. So uh, that is awesome dedication to listen to a podcast about a show that you don't. Watch. I know, I know. I just honestly, it's um, yeah, it's uh, lovely. So, hello to all the listeners who, even if they're not listening to the show, they're listening to our absolute rabbiting on about. <laughs> Love. Yes, exactly. So anyway, they had uh, they met at the altar or whatever it is, and um, Heidi's kind of like, "Hi, how are you? You know, got butterflies and something about sparks and journey." Oh, this was her speech. That's right. Which I just thought I can't. I just can't do it. So I've got um, 
butterflies, <coughs> sparks, something about the journey. And I thought, I'm not even writing that sentence down. Um, you know, let's not give up. Let's keep going. Um, oh. You know, blah, blah, blah. So Heidi's all in. She's, she's laying it all on the table, being all, you know, loved up. And then says, <laughs> when, when it's all loved up and, you know, all she's saying is sweetness and light, then I need you to be more thoughtful, kind and considerate. And I promise to drop my walls. And I thought, that's not going to happen. It's not no. going to happen. So we're in Delusionville now. Um, yeah. But will you come with me? So then, um, oh, what happened here? Now, was she emotional through any of that? No. Or was it just, She oh, was joyful. Okay. She was joyful because she's decided to have a crack, you know. Wouldn't you be nervous, though? Like, you've gone balls out, basically. Not when you're reading like, a script, it... I don't think. <laughs> but. It seemed, I don't know, it didn't, didn't seem real to me. Yeah, that's what. That's pretty much the question I'm asking. Yeah. Is, did you think there was no. any emotion behind it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think it was genuine because up until that point she's had, she's just detested him pretty much and then mm. suddenly she's like, you know, unless it's the week apart and she's just got lonely, I don't know. But um, mm. so then Mike has started his speech and it's all, you know, um, you know, I struggled to make you happy and, you know, you told the experts I was inconsiderate and you told me that you didn't trust me and that really hurt. Um, he's, but he said a few good points like uh, it's been difficult to explain the relationship to our peers, which I think would be the case because, you know, when they maybe have seen them, they've either been fighting or they've been all loved up. And so to say that it's actually not great or it's not awful is if you've seen the other half, you'd be like, what? But anyway, it was quite an eloquent, eloquent, you know, sort of speech. And um, yeah, but if he actually had a thought about what he said in that moment, that that to other people looking at their relationship, yeah, he couldn't explain it, and it's because <laughs> that's actually an indicator of a, an unhealthy relationship. Because I think they were feeling like they had to justify why they were staying together, yes. even though it was clearly not working. Totally, B. I can't believe you didn't even have to watch the episode, and you've been able to capture the essence of this whole thing. <laughs> sort of like days of our lives when you, yeah, at school holidays, yes. every few months. Yeah, you go, oh, I haven't missed a beat. So There's I mean, Stefano, he's dying again. <laughs> well, yeah, well, he's kind of going on, and you're getting the feeling he's going to walk away because she's already said she's going to be broken hearted, and he's going to leave, and it's just going to be like a mess. And but you know, of course, oh, I'm glued. I might have preferred that outcome. Well, that's there, what I anyone. thought. I actually thought that's what the outcome was going to be, and then he's yeah. turned his sort of mournful um, chat into you know but I can't walk away and I simply need to be with you. And now I know what this feeling in my heart is. It's love. And she's like, oh, my God, I love you. And, oh, my God, I love you so much. And, you know, then the music got stuck on Majestic and it was so freaking loud. It's so lucky I have the closed captions on because tonight the music mm. has been ridiculous. It's all the Majesticness has been like freaking <laughs> drowning out there. Well, maybe that was a maybe that was intentional, but uh, yeah, really mm. loud and all Majestic. So none, no um, sombre or you know what pensive. It's just all Majestic. Um, and then um, after they'd sort of had the big kissy kiss I think Mike then said uh, there's things we need to discuss but I take ownership of my flaws and my contribution to the dark times and um and I thought oh okay well there's some acknowledgement whereas I don't think Heidi 
sort of acknowledged. She just said she'd, she'd let her walls down. I thought, well, they're not walls. Yours is – her stuff is um, – you know, um, sweating the small stuff and his stuff is being considerate. So, you know, good luck to him. I can't see it lasting past Sunday. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> so do you, want, do you want my view on him? Absolutely. On so, yeah, like there's, there's no doubt she's got issues, she needs help and, and it would be really valuable for her to get some new tools on how to cope. <laughs> Excuse me. I, I think there's a lot. There's work to do there. No, no doubt about that. Mm. But he... He is, uh, and like clearly armchair psych here, mm. like no qualifications to speak on whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, but he shows the classic signs of a covert narcissist. Mm. And that is because he does his best work when others aren't looking and can't see. Yeah. And so he does all the gush, 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 gush. But behind the scenes is, is where he actually, you, you can cruel somebody. Yeah. And when he says... Uh, like uh, I can't. Oh, what 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 was um, his line? Where I can't leave you. I can't. I can't walk a... away. I simply need to be with you. Yeah. So people like him are attracted to people like her. Oh, I don't think they... he is though. No, but it's because there there is an aspect there. Um, it's like the I can't. I don't want you, but I need you because she gives him is narcissistic supply and it's because she she is enamored with him like you know how she's always touching and fawning and that that's a complete supply of of uh his fuel that my fuel fuel. his his fuel for the yes to satisfy him you would have to be like that and she is like that Mm. so it is satiating him and when he said that line what when you just said that I thought that is just such a red flag to go literally he needs that supply and right now she's the best way to get to keep getting that. Yeah. And so, yeah. Well, I've got a theory on Mike and I think um, Mm. firstly, I think since he's always dated younger women that he's come on the show obviously for um, maybe to find someone but for for some, you know, uh, exposure, I guess, publicity. But sure. I think he might have thought that he would have got someone younger, and so he's got a girl that is not his normal um, in his normal wheelhouse. And I have a feeling that yeah, the sort right. of relationships he's had before haven't been anything like dealing with someone like Heidi, um, mm. which is, you know, as we said, been a bit of a punish. And, and so much more simple. Well, much more simple, and then he can just be the guy that he is, which is the patting the dog, <laughs> the, the picking up the rubbish. I mean, you know, it was pretty tormenty. So I feel like he hasn't ever been tested, maybe in previous relationships, to to have to be anything other than just easygoing, laid back. Let's go for a surf. Let's go and do some yoga. Let's you know do the dog or whatever, pat the dog. Sure. So yeah. I feel like he's mismatched because it's not his type. And I mean, we have seen some photos around with um with someone that he is with at the moment. Um, and he's reverted to type, so I feel... Oh, do I know about that person? Do you know about this no. person? No, I don't think I do. Ah, so it was in the papers last week, actually. So there's a mm. mother and daughter. She's, I think, supposed to be the most, the the youngest, most attractive um, oh, grandmother or mother or something who I mm. think Dino has been out with. But um, Mike is apparently dating the daughter who looks about 22, 23 and stunning. Stunning and super young, and I think there we go. He's back in his 
you know, where he doesn't have to deal with all this shit. He's got someone admiring him. He, you know, he's kind of happy. It's like that was just all too hard for our Mike to deal with. Way too hard. And never had any intention, I don't think, of 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 living a life with that sort of, you know, drama in it. That's my thoughts. Yes. Well, mm. yes, we have thoughts, but literally how how old are you going to be being with a 22-year-old? Well, they are themselves in shape, which he does clearly. And, oh, that's one of the other tips. I mean, we did know this, but we didn't know when. They said that Mike Whitten got his hairline tattooed. Where is yeah. it? Ah, Mike got a hair tattoo uh, at a Gold Coast clinic, clinic weeks before filming began with dramatic before and after photos shared on Instagram. So he hasn't um, kept it a secret, but um, I think that will give him a bit more longevity in the young girls' dating department because he, he's got a bit of um, the hair shadow, which, you know, mm. unless you get too close, I suppose, and see it's just dots that are drawn on. But Yeah. Yeah, so that was that. So I, I feel that they um, went through the, you know, the drama and then the swirling love story at the end purely for freaking the TV. Well, just the, I mean, the oh, TV. God. I don't know. I just can't feel like it was genuine in any way. That's incredible. Mm. I don't know what anyone else thinks, but I just thought, bullshit, the whole way through. So that will be so interesting when they get to the excuse me dinner party well i reckon it'll just be the dinner party where they have another bust up as per usual over something else and then it'll be split spill from then you know what i mean it'll just be one more bust up and it'll be like i don't want to do this anymore i don't want to do this anymore yes we're not doing this anymore i can bust up with you not on tv and before they've had to move you know before anyone's had to move house or or, you know change anything um i think that's how it's going to go down but i don't know there is not a snowball's chance in hell he's moving in with her. No, no way. No way. No. Well, not when the other girlfriend's there, the young one, because that'll be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I don't know if that's true or not. But um, the other thing is too, oh, where was the other? Um, um, there was one more, or I think two more I wanted to say, that yeah. um, their social media gets taken over while they're um, on the show. Um, where is it? They have to, they require all contestants to follow each other. And if anyone would uh, unfollow certain people, they would uh, follow them back on their behalf. Although I don't know how they could have done that because they didn't have their phones. But um, yeah, so that seemed a bit bullshitty. But there was one other thing. Um, The social media, there was something about, oh, well, I think the embargo they had in their contracts about talking about anything ended today maybe. That's why Ines... um, has been talking and um, I think Ning and Mark, they're allowed to, because they've already, they've had their commitment ceremonies or whatever, they're allowed to talk after that. So all very dramatic to come though. So I am looking forward to it, but then I'm going to be really glad it's over. Yes. That sounds a terrible thing to say about a show that is the most popular or highly rating show popular. I don't think I'm alone though because when I was looking just while I was, you know, waiting to chat to you, um, the feed from tonight because Down South obviously has seen it an hour before us and I didn't want to see any kind of – well, I didn't see anything about uh, the result. All I saw was people just going, oh, my God, the slow motion walking, the music's too loud and I was like, yeah, well, you know – I bet, and uh, and that was everyone was just complaining about the fact that it was a whole show of Heidi and Mike, which I don't know who thought that they were they were the most, you know, um, what's the word, the most engaging couple to give the whole show to. 
Oh, someone's got on the peyote and thought that was a good idea. That was yeah, fucking ridiculous. And so did they have an ad for they would have had yes. to for Sunday. So they had an ad for Sunday for the dinner mm. party um, where it looked like Martha dumps um, a glass of red wine and I thought it was on in this, but looking at the next scene, I think it's Cyrell. So Martha says something Bloody like, uh, I'm going to go and, you know, I can't remember the words, but I'm going to go and she, she needs some wine thrown on her or something. And just goes over and just like tips it over literally. So I think it was Cyril and I think that might be why Cyril is, we saw a shot of her in another promo trying to attack somebody. So, and being very Jerry Springer, being restrained and, you know. Well, I so heard that, was that, dramatic. that there was a, a near glassing at that event. I think that was Cyril, wasn't it? It was supposed yeah. to be Cyril or something. Um, it did say in some of these um, in some of these gossips that there was um, a couple of times that uh, um, oh here's one when things got physical between feisty bride Cyrell and Martha, mm. um, two of the grooms also came to blows during one of the dinner parties, but it wasn't captured on film. Um, oh. Which is this? Sh- I mean, there's no these cameramen. Honestly, they must be union or something. They're never there when anything good happens. <laughs> yes. They all, they knock off early. <laughs> like I mean, what are they? Are they yeah, freaking concreters? Like they are literally, yeah, their reward's really good, whatever it is. Um, but there was something else um, about uh, I think the uh, – oh, one another one was that there apparently there are unheard of amount of smokers in this group and so they had to have breaks all the time. Really? And I'm thinking it's the smokers where all the chit-chat goes on. I reckon that's when all the, you know um, – They should put of... a covert camera. In How the smokers they, area. Exactly. How can they not have had a camera on all the bits that we wanted to see? It's so annoying. But anyway, um, so that's that. <gasps> you know what they should do? They should mm. do a um, Married at First Sight uh, after dark or a behind the scenes kind of Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. That they put on like after the show. Yeah, but it would be so much better than the show. I mean, didn't Big Brother used to have they Big did. Brother had after dark. They had after right. dark, yeah. That was when the turkey slap incident <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> it's like it's a moment in time in, in Australian television, the turkey Well, at, at that point I was um, having very late nights and I actually saw that live happen and I thought, oh, my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> and then, like, all the shit went down <laughs> later. I just thought it was so funny. But, yeah. Definitely I, taken, oh, taken far too I seriously. Love, I loved Big Brother, but yeah. anyway. Yes. Yeah, so, um, oh, hang on, where are we? Um, one other thing. Hmm. Oh, this was the Martha and Cyril um, fight in the apartment. They were saying, was it fake? And they're saying it was 100% genuine and even took producers by surprise, leaving camera crews scrambling to capture it. Again, camera crews were probably out having another break. (laughs) How surprising. uh, Oh, I didn't read that as as anything but manufactured. Yeah, especially, same. Especially when Martha's there with the gold foil bloody face mask Yeah, the on. face mask on. I mean, please. <gasps> that, girl is, that girl is dedicated to the facial cause. I mean, she did not whip that off even though she was in the most. I mean, it just was so hilarious. And yet she kept that on because those pores needed another 15 minutes and she was not taking not that off for anyone. No. Yeah, exactly. I so anyway, that's after that. a sponsorship personally. Oh, for sure, for sure. But the fact she's mates with Ines is just blowing my mind. I mean, we knew oh, they were. There was actually a photo of them out on the town. I thought it was in Melbourne, but it might have been Sydney. Um, oh, for all of you um, who heard our discussion last night about um, where does um, Martha's yes, family live? Yeah, Melbourne. Yes. So, Melbourne. Which, and you know why this is, it's throwing me for a six, because mm. her mother was the one saying, you do not want to go to Melbourne. 
you need to stay in Sydney. Basically, nothing back. good happens when you live in Melbourne. Yeah, but back to Melbourne, back to Melbourne. I think she might have said, but she what she did say because yeah. because I thought they were in Melbourne when she said, um, um, "Is Michael going to come?" Here. And then yeah. she went, and then but then Bondi. she went to yeah. Bondi. Yes. And I'm like, but you're in Melbourne. So I reckon whether they've put them up in some other place or I don't know. Was oh, I think the right. mother blew, blew the line there. Yeah, right. Well, she yeah. fucking confused the hell out of us. But yes. Um, yeah, but so basically what she's saying is we don't want you to live anywhere near us. Well, basically they're saying is that we know that you will not live in Melbourne because you've said you won't and you've left us. So we know you're not coming back because you wouldn't come back for us. You're not going to come back for a freaking Oh, see, most, my, wouldn't most mothers see that as the most awesome opportunity to have their daughter move back? Yeah, but look at their that? relationship. It's pretty toxic. Like yeah. they don't show any affection or emotion. And she did say that time that when she talks to her mother on the phone because they're obviously not in the same state, it's just like, you know. Full on. Mm. Mm. Is she an only child? Or is she? I've not seen brothers, sisters. Um, I think we were in, maybe when we met the family the very first time. Did she? Yeah. Have, I think there were a lot of people around the table. It was hard to know. Yeah. Maybe she's got. Well, then again, if she'd had a brother, they would have brought him in because they bring in all the um, protective brothers, don't they? She this had is uncles. What I thought. She had all those uncles that were like giving the ratings of for Michael. Yeah. Mm. So oh, can't wait to see how me. they um how they uh, finish up, but I don't I have my doubts. Me too, and I'm mm. sad about that. But anyway, perhaps happy for Michael that he can. Go oh, on I'm definitely happy for Michael. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's it. Nothing until Sunday night. So um, you'll have to all just uh, hold on till then for the drama. Wow. I'm never I'm never doing one of those again. I'm never doing a soul couple whole episode. That well. Is, I am Torture. hashtag sorry, not sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, and actually Sunday night, that's right. So I'm not sure of my um, my movements on Sunday night, but whatever happens, I yes. will try and watch it at least on my phone or something. So yes. can, um, Well, I was chat. trying to watch it on the highway in the car coming back. While <laughs> driving? Well, no, I wasn't driving. I was a uh, passenger. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, anyway, internet was shit because we were in the bush. So. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, well, I'm, yeah. Uh, yes. I'm still hoping for an actual sighting of somebody. Oh, and did, by the way, did you see for April Fool's Day, Dean had posted photos of him and Tracy saying that they'd giving love another go? I try not to have Dean anywhere, even in my peripheral vision. Because fucking he hilarious! Me so much. I thought if this bloke is he's just trying to milk one last thing out of you know he's the such mass a experience. He is not as bad as um who was the one vacuuming the psychotic one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. The the guy from last year that guy was from uh, Sydney. Yeah. yeah, that had the vacuum cleaner and was obsessive compulsive. Um, <laughs> yeah, can't remember his name yeah. already, and he, and can't get his blue tick from um, Twitter, so he's spewing or Instagram. So forgettable. Can't get the blue tick. Yeah. So anyway, that was that, and um, I think I'm had enough for oh. tonight. Not. And so, just to clarify, so Sunday is dinner party, and that means Monday. Monday is the reunion. Ah, oh, It's like the long, slow ship. Home, isn't it? I just thought they would have finished on the Sunday and then started something new on the Monday. I don't know why they did the carryover champion kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, anyway, very bizarre programming. And I think the fallout from tonight will be um, they'll think, right, we won't do that again because everyone hated it. Oh, someone should have their ass kicked over that, honestly. That was yeah. just bullshit. But yeah, anyway. totally. 
<laughs> totally. But we made it through and um, hopefully the listeners are still with us and um, will at least come back for our um, penultimate and final episodes of excitement. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and talk to you Sunday. Ciao for now. Bye.